Welcome to the Hunter's Hub, the video game podcast born of the Monster Hunter community. And tonight we're going to be talking about a lot of different video games because we totally stole that that uh, favorite game theme. And you can probably see it on the screen there because we're going to do what we did with the Monster Hunter one last week and write them in. So this is your host, Fortuan, joined by co-host Sasha. Welcome back. Thank you. Although you were here last week. Yeah. I've been on vacation all week, so I've been playing a bunch of... Well, Tiny Tina's Wonderland, and I still haven't beat it, but I'm deep. Well, you got to take your time. Got to find those dice. I am through the pirate stuff. Well, I'm I'm almost done with the second pirate area, I guess. Mm-hmm. But I'm having a good time. That's good. Yeah. Very nice. Um, and <clears throat> welcome back, Ace. How you doing, bud? Doing well. Some uh, some of the updates that happened for the Switch slash uh, Lego Star Wars seem to have somewhat remedied the uh, crashing mm. issues in the game. So finally that's, got that. That's good to hear. Somewhat resolved. That's good to hear because I picked it up for the Switch. Hey. Um. I I was looking at my backlog. Um. So I started Guardians of the Galaxy and I have finished it. I rolled credits on it. Um, mm-hmm. And I was looking at my backlog and I was like, I don't think I want to play any of this. Like, I think I'm just like not going to play them. Like mm-hmm. it was like Deathloop and the two Horizon Zero Dawns. I was looking at them. I'm just like, I'm just not interested right now. I just don't want to. So I was like, I'm going to finish Kirby. And I'm going to finish something else, uh, Guardians. And I did that. I actually 100% Kirby, like, literally, like, 20 minutes before we start recording here. And uh, you'll actually see on Twitter, I put the uh, 100%, like, little title card thing up. Um, And, yeah, I'm going to move on to the Star Wars. So. Yeah, I don't know if you saw my post from earlier earlier today, but I'm very tempted to pull the trigger on... uh, force unleashed yeah i saw that's that's also on there i never played it i read the novelization of the game though Mm -hmm. that was that was interesting yeah i i played it on psp originally and some of the antics you can get up to with how they uh how they basically god tier the force is uh pretty interesting i mean pulling a whole star destroyer essentially out of orbit and crashing it into the ground like feet in front of you. I would say that's uh that's pretty OP. Yeah, they it's very like cuz you think about the original Star Wars trilogy like Yoda lifting the the X-wing out of Dagobah's swamp was like insane mm-hmm. at the time. Like like, yeah. And the stuff they pull off in this modern stuff, you're like, and you're like, you guys are making Yoda look like a chump, and that's not good. Yeah. Cause... But in contrast, uh, to point out, like, uh, I Hate Everything did with his uh, review of uh, The Last Jedi when that was going through its realm of hate and speculation and blah, blah, blah. Uh, when has anything in Star Wars ever been explained before they just do it? Cause like that's true, yeah. 
anything is theoretically possible with the Force. I mean, you just have to be gifted with it, apparently. Or yeah. have have very high metachlorian counts, as it were. Um, yes, also that terrible thing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm sure the jokes pop up. Because it's, it's the whole nine movies in that game, right? For the Lego one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's divided into like five mini chapters per game or per episode. Movie? Yeah. Yeah. But some of them, I would say, definitely go quicker than the others. Uh, sure. So definitely be be sure to pay attention because there's a lot of jokes that they make, and if you're not paying attention, you'll miss them. Like one of the, I don't know if I, uh, I I'm sure you probably saw the screenshot, but one of my favorites was from uh, Rise of Skywalker when Ray Ray is facing off against Palpatine at the very end of the movie, and he's like, mm-hmm. oh, "Anakin, help! Wait, he's not here this time." Just yes. that whole thing. Yeah, I uh, <laughs> I did see that. Yeah, yeah, it was like a tweet of yours, like on yesterday or something like that. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. Uh, yeah. So I'm looking forward to starting that. I wanted something a little more lighthearted. <clears throat> Guardians of the Galaxy was funny at times, but man, it mm-hmm. got deep. It got heavy. And I was just like, I don't need this right now. Like, I feel like I, I enjoyed the game, but like, it got really emotional. Like, yeah, I think one it... of the things is like Peter Quill thinks he has a daughter from, uh, a fling he has with this woman and he feels super responsible for her and stuff. And it's just like all this, like, like things about like fatherhood and, and all that kind of stuff. And I was just like, yeah, it's, that's a little, it's a little deep right now. I just, can we just like, but I mean, I, uh, the voice acting in that game is amazing though. Um, mm-hmm. not really super fond of the, the facial animations. It yeah. does feel a little bit like, a little bit of like kung fu dub at times. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm thinking uh, at some point here I'll take a break from just working on getting my completion level on planets up and just go through the character roster and just put random characters with each other and see what the reactions are. Because another one of the posts mm-hmm. I had was uh, uh, Han Solo with Boba Fett and him being like, "I'm not gonna let you turn me into a popsicle again. Back off, buddy." Um, yes. Yeah. So I just I'm just interested in seeing those. Um also I hope down the line they also include some of the side movies and side projects in in with You get DLC. some of the characters though, right? Yeah, cuz we've gotten Cuz they have uh, Rogue, Rogue One, One characters. And then we've got uh Han Solo story. Mm-hmm. Um <laughs> Dude, that tells you how much I remember. I know I saw Han Solo in theaters, and I don't remember crap about it. Man, that was yeah. They could have they could have probably done it better. I mean, I know that uh, Woody Harrelson and uh, Amelia Clark were in it, but I mean, oh, and Paul Bettany was too. But like, I don't know. I think they could have done that story just a little bit better, made it a little bit more yeah. impactful. Because, like, Woody Rogue One's in a lot of stuff. Rogue One definitely st- stands out to me more, and I I really like mm-hmm. how they did that whole movie up. And then, obviously, everyone loves the Vader shit at the end, where he's just 
his biggest badass self and is just like right. taking down taking down the rebel scum like they're just paperweights. Speaking of that, weird segue, but I I watched the Batman and I was getting the same Darth Vader vibes in that scene where Batman everything's dark in the mansion and Batman's like yeah. tearing them tearing them up in the hallway. I'm like, this is Rogue One. Yeah. Yes. I, I really like how they did that that scene with the machine gun fire. I I would dare say I like it a lot better than how they did it in uh, Dark Knight Rises. Mm-hmm. Yes. Because like you can actually see like the deflections coming off the suit, and he just doesn't care. He's still just going. And I'm like, oh my gosh. I I do like the the suit does feel very explained. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It was like, because the light, you know, you get that machine gun fire, which is like light, light caliber bullets that he doesn't have a problem with. But the guy pulls out the shotgun and suddenly he's like, whoa, buddy, <laughs> hold on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. And I like how it's, I like how they changed it up instead of it being like, just like essentially like a body armor, uh, coated with like paint. It's like a, mm-hmm. like a metal, metal substance covered with leather. I like how they changed mm-hmm. it up. And then uh, I think it's interesting how he takes, like, I don't know, what, just like, uh, what is it? He just, like, injects himself with whatever it is and goes berserk. Adrenaline? Oh, yeah, you mean adrenaline. It? I couldn't think of the word. When he took a stim pack and some jet? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's go time. <laughs> I was like, oh, oh man. man. Hopefully hopefully that's not Titan. Yeah. Oh, I did I did enjoy that movie though. Speaking of which, um I like I watched a lot more stuff lately because I kinda I didn't do as much gaming as I normally would. I actually I like I binged all of Cobra Kai season four in a day because I just didn't feel good. So like mm-hmm. That was fun. Um, I also saw uh, the Nice Guys for the first time. The movie, mm. Kurt Russell, and uh, I don't know Gosling. There you go. It's a really funny movie. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, um, but we have uh, we have a favorite games thing to get uh, to get a uh, get started on. And uh, Sasha, uh, we did this last time, kind of like backwards from the bottom up and i'd like to do that again if if that's okay because i think the the favorite game of all time is kind of like a a good ending one versus starting there and sort of like ending on not usually my thing like i kind of like to end strong instead of instead of you know start with everything in the front so uh, to explain to listeners, there's a there was a favorite game meme thing going on. We did this with Monster Hunter if you listened a couple weeks ago. Um, but there's basically these favorite games for different categories, and uh, we're each going to have our own sort of answer to what these are, and you know discuss these games a little bit and as to why and that kind of thing too. Hope, hopefully, it fosters some discussion instead of just like one word answers, which didn't happen last time, but. Who knows? Sometimes it's just like, yep, it's my favorite of this, and I don't really know why, but that happens sometimes. So, uh, Ace, do you want to lead us off, then we'll do Sasha, then me? Does that sound good? 
Yeah. Okay. So Ace, uh, lead the way. Uh, not usually my thing, but this game. And these are all game titles. Well, some are characters. That probably showed up on the audio. Holy cow, it did. Yeah, sorry. It was a, like I said, my windows are open. You're going to hear cars going by. Um, I would probably say uh, back when I first started them, Bloodborne and Sekiro. Oh, sure. Because my my uh what library of gaming up until i started those back back in the uh older Do you want me to just say from years? software or just those specifically uh well i i guess from software cuz i do have i haven't started it yet we got elden ring and then i've got the mm-hmm. the steel book for the uh dark souls trilogy i just haven't really put in some time to start those but i Typically, before those, hadn't really played any of the games where you have a game in the style where you have to, like, learn the enemy's movements and their attacks and then time out your own attacks with um, how fast or slow the specific attacks you're using move. So Mm -hmm. those were definitely new experiences. And then Sick Hero even changed it up even more because then you have the whole counter and posture breaking build up right yeah i actually really love sekiro like i do believe the year before you came on ace it was my game of the year Mm -hmm. like it was i i really liked that one however i kind of agree with you in general from software games have always been kind of not really my thing but uh we'll see yeah Um, in my in my hashtag weak gamer status i think i've only ever of the actual bosses in the game. I think I've only beaten the ogre so far in Sekiro. Mm. So yeah, he's like the first one, the one that's chained up. Yeah. I've gotten to the horseman and I think I got him halfway once, but it's so far proven to be very difficult for me. He is, he is a beast. Like he was not easy to take down. Um, I did, but yeah, that was not. That's a that's a that's a difficulty curve boss there. Mm-hmm. That's where it really ramps up. Um, yeah, so from software games, essentially modern from software games. I'm sure that the uh, Monster Hunter game they did would be within your thing. <laughs> I mean, I haven't it's, seen gameplay footage of it, so I would have no clue. It's it's, <laughs> it's literally like have you heard heard of Pout Upon? Where you just got like this, this, no. it's a music, it's weird. It's like a music game, but you get like, it's a side-scrolling music game. I don't, I, it's been a long time since I've seen it. Mm. But they basically replaced it with the cats, the felines. Mm. Uh, and that's the game, is you're out there fighting monsters as the felines and just sort of organizing. You're not directly controlling the hunts as much as managing. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, it's different. Um, okay, so Sasha, not usually your thing, but... Um, I picked this game called Child of Eden. Um, I don't even know okay. really how to describe this game. Uh, I'm very good at it, though. I played it with a controller, but it's also a Kinect game. 
Um, it came out for 360. It's a spiritual successor to the game Res, which came out for PlayStation, okay. I think. But basically, you're just like this little floating thing. And I don't know, it's kind of like a rail shooter, but it's very, I don't know, it's like you're shooting jellyfish and bubbles and flowers and dragons and whatever you're flying through the area. I, I really can't huh. feel like I can't do this game any justice. You you have to look it up. I was going to say shooting jellyfish that that just reminds me of uh, Ford's playthrough of EVO the other night. It's a little bit. So it's like a rhythm rail shooter almost because there's music mm. that's playing yeah. and you have to it, to get very good at the game or get the high scores, you have to be familiar with the beats and you shoot enemies and take them out to the beat and you'll get multipliers. So that's mm-hmm. kind of how they end up kind of flying in as well. So I don't know. I went through a brief phase where I played this game quite a bit and I've not really mm-hmm. played anything else like it, but I really enjoyed it. Okay. Yeah. It's kind of, um, have you looked into something like Crypt of the Necrodancer? I have not. So it's also another rhythm game, but it's not a rail shooter uh, in any means. It's um, it's one of those roguelikes where you kind of go through and you should beat dungeons and bosses and stuff. But you, are only, you move to the beat. And basically attacking is moving into the enemy when they're not attacking. So like... All you do is just move, and your and the head's got this like techno music, so it's just like, like it's just it's really fun. Uh, I suck at it. Um, I don't really suck at rhythm. I suck at rhythm games. Like <laughs> the moment I have to do, like I I used to be a trumpet player. I had three valves, and I knew every note. Like it was it. But like you get five or six buttons going, and I'm just my brain is not wired that way. And I cannot, like, I can't multitask that much mm-hmm. <laughs> and keep a beat. Like, it's just, maybe if we were closer to high school and I was still doing, like, like my music stuff at that time, that would be better at it. I don't know. Like, I know I was really good at Donkey Konga that, was that time where you got to play the bongos. Mm-hmm. That was that. That was you were about right age for that, right, Ace Donkey Konga. Did you ever play that? I didn't, sadly. Oh, Remember okay. my my video game upbringing was very uh, late, limited, and sparse mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. compared to others. Yeah, well, it was it was a fun rhythm game, but okay. So, Child of Eden. All right. Um, I think I've heard of that one, but I didn't know it was rhythm based or a rail shooter. So that's interesting. Rhythm rail. There you go. Um, well, I had my, oh yeah, no, I do know. My, uh, my, not usually my thing, but uh, I'm going to say Stardew Valley. Um, I'm not really into those slice of life games. Uh, most of the time. Um, that's an N. Not A, B. Um, I, for some reason, picked this up and I put like 350 hours into it on the save that I beat. And nice. 
I really enjoyed it. I don't know why. Um, I do remember. Uh, so I was still with my ex-wife at the time and she was sort of, we we're doing that kind of thing where she doesn't really like to play game, but she's sort of like the backseat it. Um, mm-hmm. And so like, we'll make some decisions together and we were trying to decide which, which were the care, which of the women I was going to try to marry. Cause we knew that was a thing. And she really, really did not enjoy that I picked the uh, fashion, uh, fashion designer blonde girl because she was totally not blonde. I was like, "But I'm not. This isn't you. This isn't me. This is a game. We're not. I'm not trying to pick you. <laughs> you aren't in the game. <laughs> what is the deal here?" Um, so I picked like I don't know. She had this. She had this thing like line. If she was like, "Oh, you'd be cute if you weren't so dirty" or something like that. It's like challenge accepted. Like I was immediately like I was like nope, nope. You insulted me. We're gonna we're gonna make this happen, and <laughs> um, that that was a lot of enjoyment to see because like I didn't expect her story to be that deep because you know the whole thing that you get is she's sort of like a shallow person is like the sort of first impression and then you get to learn that she's not that mm-hmm. she just. I don't know. She's just like in a small town and wants big ideas, but you know, grows along the way. It was, but I also really love the fishing game in it. I don't know what it is um, about any sort of fishing mini game in a game. I attach to it immediately, even how like mundane and boring ones. <laughs> like there's like a like a stupid fishing game in Kirby, the Forgotten Land. That's like literally just like quick time events to reel in fish and I'll just do that for a little while. <laughs> yeah. Um, with Stardew Valley, I put a lot more time into it than I ever would have expected. And I'm just, cause I'm just not into that stuff. I've tried several, like, uh, what was the, Oh, pan had me play a couple of them. Pioneers of Olive town, whatever those are. Can't remember what they're called. I wouldn't know. Uh, yeah, I, I just don't know. Um, uh, Story of Seasons, stuff like that. Um, those kind of slice of life games. It's just no, not my thing, but Stardew Valley, for whatever, clicked for me for a long time. And then Emery deleted my save, and I've never gone back. So, eh, we'll see. <laughs> um, so, moving on from there... Um, Ace, what is your indie pick? Um, I would probably have to say just because of how much I enjoyed them, uh, would be Subnautica and Subnautica, uh, Below Zero. Mm. Okay. Yeah, we'll just say Subnautica. Because that's a lot, Subnautica Below Zero is going to be a lot of writing. You could just say Subnautica and SBZ. I think I can fit that. There we go. Eh, my handwriting is not the greatest. That small. Um, so yeah, Subnautica. Uh, you've talked about that a couple times. Have you played any of it lately, or? Not lately, but I mean, I did a uh, platinum below zero. I still have to finish. Um, all the achievements for the first game, but and really finish my first playthrough even of that because I haven't ever finished the game yet. 
but I definitely, I definitely enjoy the exploration mixed with the terror of the open ocean and the deep water areas that you can get into. Um, I think I remember the specific reason that I stopped playing Subnautica was because I made my first prawn suit and then went after a, uh, a, uh, Reaper, not a Reaper, Leviathan. No, not a Reaper. Reaper is the really deep, I wouldn't uh, bioluminescent know. one. Um, oh, what is it? It's one of the main Leviathans, the like yeah. white and red one. Uh, it broke me through the floor, and so like I just fell forever until my prawn suit destroyed. Destroyed. Be- because mm-hmm. of pressure, and then eventually I just drown, and then when I mm. respawned, I didn't have a prawn suit anymore, mm-hmm. and so I, I was like, "This is bullshit." I am gonna take a break, and that break has not ended. Fair, <laughs> fair, yeah. Doing stuff like that happening in a game will sideline me as well. So. Like, like even in Monster Hunter World, when Basil Geese went and dived bomb me through the floor into the lower parts of the Rotten Vale, it didn't make me lose the game. I got to explore around, and then I uh, was able to be teleported back, back to camp once uh, I fell through the map. But no, mm-hmm. none of that for me in Subnautica. I just get my prawn suit taken away. Punished for glitches. Punished for. Being brave and taking on deep sea monsters. Meanwhile, in uh, below zero, I get my prawn suit pretty early, and then I'm just arming the torpedo bay all the way up. And then I'm like, "All right, let's go take on those those uh, whatever leviathans they are—the weird, almost squid-looking ones." Yeah, and I handled those pretty quickly. Hmm. <clears throat> Yeah, I never got into them. I watched Jack Septic play the first one for a little while back in 2014, 2013, maybe. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that's that's it. Yeah. Um, I almost want to look up what they are. Yeah, and Below Zero, um, before, before you can get to the... Well, you can, if you're careful enough, you can skirt around them, but... There are two of them guarding the last area that you need to get to in the game before you get mm. to, like, the story ending. And mm-hmm. I manage because there's one in the first section that you get to, and then there's two in the lower section before the final area you get to. I got the one in the first below, like, super deep region, and then the other two I started taking on, and then... uh once I ran out of missiles and resources to make missiles, uh, I got too bored with just trying to take them out with the drill arm. And I was like, all right, I'm just going to the final area. Hmm. And just skirted around them and got myself the ending. Hmm. Okay. And still got a platinum doing that. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. I, I did have to go back, though, and get the uh, complete the cure for the virus. The... Mm. Charon or Charon virus, uh, 
because spoilers, in that game there's like a giant, giant leviathan. Mm-hmm. Like, you go to like this uh, slightly below the earth uh, region that's still like traversable because it's like mm-hmm. partially submerged. Uh, and it's just this giant hulking beast that was frozen in ice. Mm. And it had a virus in it. Yeah, it had the the Charon virus, Charon, Charon from the first game. Um, and then you get a little, uh, you put the cure into like this little rover and it just like rolls over to it and it's like, dink. And then like all mm. the pustules just like dissipate. Hmm. Okay. Kind of, kind of, kind of goofy looking. And when I watched it happen, I was like, "Well, this is kind of, kind of weird." Yeah. But okay. I will say, at least the uh, giant hulking behemoth did not ever wake up, which was like my main fear when I first stumbled into that area, because like sure. I came, you come through the cave, and then you just like see its face and I just like paused and I was like right <laughs> the thing better be dead <laughs> <laughs> jeez alrighty um, so Sasha do you have an indie game for us I do um, it's much shorter and I haven't put as much time into it um, is Bastion mm-hmm. I played this. Oh, okay. I feel like I haven't played this game in maybe like 10 years. I mean, it came out, I think it was like the first round of the summer arcade games for the 360. And Mm -hmm. I think it won some indie awards. But this game is really beautiful. Um, I feel like having experienced more things in life now, 10 years later that it might have a much more meaningful like story for me. Uh, Cause when I played it the first time around, you know, it was like, Oh great. Like this, is, this game's about death and loss and mm-hmm. the, the world after major calamity. Um, I think that's what they called the event, the calamity in the game. Yeah. Um, but the music is really beautiful the art is really beautiful. Uh, it's a game I replayed as well, even after getting all the achievements, because um, you get totems and things, so you can make the game a little yeah. bit harder. So yeah, have um, what's the crap? What's the name of that game? Ace, you played it. Um, it's the same people. Uh, you play as uh, Hades' son. Hades? It just Hades? Okay, yeah. Have you played Hades? Not. So it's <laughs> it's the same people. Um and it, it's not quite the same gameplay, it's a little more roguelike, but um the same yeah, I, I'm sorry, Ace. Yeah, I really I really <laughs> flubbed that one up. Hades. Um, um well, because you don't play as Hades, you play as his son. I, I, I don't even remember his name. Zagreus. Um, you play as, as Zagreus. Zagreus. <laughs> um, but you might enjoy that, Sasha, because it's the same company, the same people. Um, like, I don't think the music is as good. 
I think it's good, but I don't think it's as impactful as it was in Bastion. But still fun gameplay. Um, a lot of different weapons, though. They Because they want you to try to run through with all the different weapons. and The Infernal kind of Arms. Mm-hmm. You get you get punchy gauntlets. You get a freaking mortar gun. You get yeah, a, yeah, a spear, yeah, a, a, a shield. Mm-hmm. A sword. Yeah, there's a also bow and arrow. Crazy ones. The bow and arrow, I think, was the first thing I cleared with. Was mm-hmm. the bow and arrow. Spear for me. Spear is hands down my bread and butter if I'm looking to just get an easy run in that game. I don't remember. It's been a while. Like, I had finished it well before you even started it. So, Rapid Strike and Triple. Mm-hmm. That is bread and butter for easy spear victory. But uh, Super uh, Bastion is also known for that narrator. The narrator was... People uh, people compared it... To, uh, if you guys remember the old uh, internet thing, Chocolate Rain, they compared it to that guy. <laughs> like like that sort of like deep awesome voice um yeah that's that's a that's a good one i i played a little bit of bastion i don't think i ever finished it i don't remember what i even own it on so speaking of out of the corner of of my eye my my tv's still on yes speaking of deep voice i could go for uh a game, a game narrated by, uh, um, what's his name? He became very popular with streaming, but then he stopped for a while. I wouldn't uh, know. I'm not. I'm not big on Twitch culture, despite currently now streaming on Twitch. Sorry, mm-hmm. just not much of a streamer. I don't know. I don't even know. There was the guy it. who who voiced uh, Kratos recently. It was a nice deep voice as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. This guy wrote with like uh, Valkyrie, Cinnamon Toast, Ken. I'm just mm. not remembering the name right now. But he has has like a super deep natural voice, and then mm-hmm. like there are times where he would he would stream with them after like just waking up, and it's like. He's almost got like, what was Jack Septic? I commented on it. He, I forget what exactly he said, but he's got like super deep, almost like baritone or something like that. Mm-hmm. I forget what it is. Gotcha. Okay. All right. So Bastion, uh, that's a that's a good one. My indie pick and. And if Jacob were listening right now, he'd be rolling rolling in his grave he isn't in yet. And I'm going to say Snake Pass. And I've been talking about this game for years, and no one ever wants to play it, but I love it. Snake Pass is a 3D platformer where you platform as a snake. And that's essentially it. <laughs> you go around, you pick up jewels, you open up things, you collect things. Uh, it's a pretty, pretty simple game. Uh, it came out right about the same time the Switch did. So it came on the Switch, so 2017. And I almost called it better than Breath of the Wild. I 
was just that enamored by it <laughs> because I there's something they did about the fact that it moves like a real snake. Like you actually can't just go forward. You actually have to slither back and forth because a snake just can't go forward. They have mm-hmm. to do that in order for their, you know, sort of like scales and stuff to propel them forward. Yeah. I love this game and it is so fun. Like you get this, like literally his name is noodle. It's like the cutest name for a snake ever. I mean, you get a bird. I always refer to snakes as noodles anyways. So, right. He, and and he'll, he'll like, you'll fall down a cliff and he's just like, Whoa, it's just like this goofy, like I will be back. I have to go to the Mario 64. Sure. Um, level platformer that I just fell in love with and I've completed it twice. A hundred percent. Um, it's pretty generic too, as far as like levels and stuff. It's like, Hey, here's the water world. Here's the lava world. And here's a wind world. Like, like it's not super creative on the platforming stuff, but what makes it so fun and creative is the fact that you're a snake. Like, and that's it. There's all sorts of like, obstacles that are more I don't know there's a lot of like wrapping around things and then like being able to reach to something and then quickly wrap around it before you fall um I may reinstall this game talking about it like I really like this game (laughs) I have like a don't even like to talk about it level phobia of snakes so all of that sounds oh okay gross (laughs) although I did look it up I did look it up and it is a cartoon like you know, he's cute. Yeah, it's, Noodle it's is not, cute. It's not real, <laughs> not realistic in but any like, sense as far as like the All the words you're using to describe the game, I'm like, oh, those are the <laughs> things I hate about snakes. <laughs> oh, yeah. Just like, ha- yeah, because like that was the thing that made it so cool to me is like it made it so feel so realistic like a, like one. That is really and... cool, though. That's a really unique approach. Because platformers right. are dime a dozen. Right. And then you get this one and it's like, how do you get up here? Oh, yeah, I have to basically coil around this pole and sort of climb it that way. And if you get good at it, like it feels like once you get the hang of the controls, it feels very, like, very fluid. And you could do a lot of stuff like very quickly that it's like. It reminds me of a skateboarding game. Like when you were like at your peak in a skateboarding game, you were doing all this crazy stuff without even thinking about it. Like kind of like that. There's this game called Mercury and you're Mm -hmm. a little like blob of mercury, like liquid mercury. Mm -hmm. And you just like, it's a physics game and you move the board. um, Like you can move it up and down or left or right. And you have to move your little, yeah, you have to move your little, it's like a marble game, but you're mercury. Um, kind of, kind of reminds me of that, what you're describing where like the liquid mercury moves in a very specific way. You can get through like really narrow winding passages if you can manipulate the board in a certain way. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Um, yeah, I, and I also like collectathons, and it's a collectathon. like you collect things, so. Um, so, favorite active franchise. I can bet on this one for Ace. 
What's your favorite active franchise, buddy? I don't know, man. You know Pat? me. I'm a, I'm an enigma. <laughs> uh, can I just write down Monster Hunter? Is that is that what I'm gonna do? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's mine too. That's easy. <laughs> yeah. There's not much discussion to be had there. Favorite actor franchise, Monster Hunter. Um, Sasha, you're probably gonna have the more interesting answer between us two, probably. even though you know we. Love it. Is probably it also prickable. No, it's not. But I was really torn. I was torn about it. <laughs> um, I really, I really thought about this a lot, and I'm like, which game am I, am I like dying to play right now? And it's Dragon Age Four is the one that I'm dying to so play because I need to know what happens. I need to know. I feel <laughs> like I'm waiting for the end of Game of Thrones, and I just really hope I'm not going to be as disappointed as I was about the ending of Game of Thrones. That's a that's a as far as like disappointment. Even though we're talking about like a negative as a positive, that's a very like it's a very high bar to. I don't know. It's a very the disappointment is easy to overcome in comparison to Game of Thrones, as far as I understand. Yeah. Well, that was hopefully. A really wordy way to say it. <laughs> but let's also be realistic about the fact that this is a Bioware game, and people had some yes. feelings about Mass Effect 3. Oh, yeah. So. There was. Oh. D- didn't they have like a whole rewrite at the of the end? I. You know, I don't really think I don't really think it's a rewrite. I think that they just explained it to people, explained the ending because it didn't it didn't change. Because I, I mean, I played Mass Effect three. I think I was probably I I beat the game within like the first week of it coming out. So long before that, they had they had patched it and told you Mm -hmm. thoroughly explained the ending to people. Just explained what the color choices were, but. Oh, I gotcha. Yeah. Yeah, because I do remember people being like, oh, I did all these games and all these years, and it came down to just this decision, and it doesn't, that sucks. Okay, what like, did they think really? was going to happen? How do you top the suicide mission in Mass Effect 2? I'm not even talking about Mass Effect, because my favorite active franchise right now <laughs> is Dragon Age. That's that's where I'm at, is okay. it's Dragon Age. I mean, if you want to have more than one, I think we can allow for more than one. You just want to write, like, Bioware? Like, <laughs> We can. We um, can do that. Dragon Age has, I think, more potential, though, to have a more rich Fulfilling. ending, I think. Like, mm-hmm. with actual epilogues, mm-hmm. not just let's see the ship show up in the Andromeda Galaxy and Commander Shepard's dirty armor. Um, that To be fair, I actually enjoy Dragon Age because it is closer to sort of D&D and playstyle more than Mass Effect as well. Yeah. Like, Mass Effect does take a lot from the sort of, like, third-person cover shooter that I'm not super fond of. And then it gets better with 3 as far as I understood, but... I think I think what would make Mass Effect a little bit closer to the D&D thing is if you had one more party member so that you actually needed to balance your party out a little bit more. Where, like, in Dragon Age, yeah. there is there is a necessity to have a tank, a DPS, a healer, and then and there's, a rogue. There's a, nece- the, a necessity to actually have, like, magic, too. Yeah. Because, like, the resistances of, of monsters and stuff. Um, even though I never played... 
uh, three for long. I played it a little bit. Um, Inquisition. I, yeah, <laughs> when I remember, I told you I tried it. Um, and one, I tried again. I was actually really enjoying until it kept crashing and I couldn't figure out how to fix it. Um, but I did fully play two. Uh, front to back, and I do remember there was a lot about team comp in two. Unfortunately, two is just the weakest one in the in the between the three. But you know what? So. I still even enjoyed Dragon Age two. I I think I, I I've probably put a good like three hundred hours into just Dragon Age two. But this was wow, life that's... before children and life before grad school. And, oh sure, you know, yeah, you just do whatever I, I get you want. that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so Dragon Age. That's that's a uh, it's a good one. I'm looking forward to number four as well. It, you know, if if I can get into it and, and it not crash, like I'm sure it'll be fine. Honestly, I mean, the reason why I'm having problems with it crashing on number one is it's just a really freaking old game. So, and I'm trying to play it on PC. So, uh, the next one, depressing game. Ace, do you have an answer for depressing game? I mean, are we talking depressing as in, like, that's what the story goes for? Or, like, depressing as in it made me depressed to have spent money on and or played it? I do believe it's saying depressing game as far as the emotional impact. That is my interpretation. Okay. Uh, I guess in that case, I would probably go with uh, Last of Us Part 2. Okay. I could have saw that coming. Because by the end of that game, uh, you're pretty much just wanting Ellie to stop going for revenge. And to just move on. Yes. Because she leaves Dina and AJ behind to go after Abby yeah. one more time. And by the time she gets to Abby, Abby's like completely emaciated and sunburned. And uh, mm-hmm. her and Lev have been up on the poles for who knows how long. And they're just like in dire straits and she still won't just give it up. And threatens Lev's life to force the conflict. And then, I mean, it does, it does end on a note of hope because she goes back to the house and then presumably after finding it empty, starts to head back to Jackson. Yeah. Overall, it is, it is pretty bleak and depressing because she just can't get out of that space because she can't move on from not being able to potentially or not being able to move on from having the possibility of reconciling with Joel taken from her. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Yeah, you did get into that story quite a bit, and I I get that. And it did sound pretty bleak. I mean, most post-apocalyptic things are, so Mm -hmm. that makes sense. Yeah. And like the thing I I wish more people would do is open themselves up to the possibility of like liking both hero and villain characters. Right. But the the reality of the game is that there while 
uh, Abby is technically the villain character or the antagonist. She's also the protagonist because, you know, in the world of The Last of Us, there's arbitrarily no good or bad people. There's just survivors. Sure. And some do really fucked up things to survive. Others don't. But at some point, the world arguably will force you to do something fucked up in order to survive. Because that just what it that's sort of just what it requires. Okay. Well, I didn't play that one, so I can't say much more about it. But play it. I played part one, and I play was part two. The ending of number one was was a pretty cool thing. Uh, pretty cool. I will buy and send you a copy of part two. Please, please don't, please don't do that. I will. Because I already had someone buy me Deathloop, and I'm totally not playing Deathloop. It's getting shelved. <laughs> I'll trade you. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so Sasha, a depressing game for you. Uh, Telltale, The Walking Dead. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Like, why do I you play these games except to hurt me, yeah. I guess? Oh, man. Just the... Your own emotional psyche. Just the tears from the first episode. Oh. And then even in, what is it, the first the first episode of season two and you have to kill the dog? Like, I, I don't care that that mm-hmm. dog bit me. It's okay. I'll be fine. It's a game. Right. <laughs> yeah, those games I'll are... Take, I'll take one for the team. Yeah. Those games are really depressing. I, I had, I think I had the, the final... Walking Dead game. I had two episodes downloaded for over a year before I finally was like, "All right, I think, I think today I'm in a not great well, but not good enough mood to ruin to finish <coughs> this game." Well, right. I mean, for the for the final game, even though it it took a while because of the whole Telltale game shutdown, and then with it going into limbo between who who was going to take it over if it was even going to fin get finished until skybound took it over i know i had uh i had clementine kiss that boy and then i was like i don't i don't know if i want to play any more of this because there's a dog and clementine kissed this boy so somebody's gonna die and i feel like this is gonna be the choice (laughs) and i don't want to make it is the the dog or the boy the dog or the boy (laughs) (laughs) i i had her uh kiss Uh the girl i don't know i felt like I felt like her and the girl got got along really well, but I mean, they also got along well with the boy too. So like, I think yeah. it, either way, it doesn't really matter. It's just scripted that way. The way you said that, I had her kiss the girl. I just immediately the Katy Perry song put, stuck in my head. Yeah. <laughs> just immediately. <laughs> Fair enough. All right. Telltale, The Walking Dead. That's fair. Um, again, post-apocalyptic scenario. Very depressing. Um, I talked about this game recently. Um, Might have been because it p- appeared on the quiz show. <coughs> um, but uh, So mine is To the Moon. Um, it's the indie game where um, you play as these people essentially changing this old man's memories to keep his promise to his now deceased wife um, so that he can die 
fulfilled that you know a lie essentially that he did this basically impossible thing um but it was really more of a story about learning about his and his uh wife's relationship together through their whole lives which was um her name was river and i don't remember his name he's like jack or something um that you know learning about his whole family dynamic learning about you know his wife river who suffered from asperger's and it was a really just deep and emotional game it hit really hard at certain points and mm-hmm. not even like you think about like oh yeah the, the stuff with it'd be really challenging to be married to someone with asperger's because you know the the inability to express emotion um but uh, the harder hitting stuff was dealing with his late deceased brother that he didn't mm-hmm. even remember that you sort of unlocked these repressed memories of. Um, and at the time I wasn't living at, at home when I was playing this game, my brother and I had been really close. So that scene where you, where you think he gets hit by a car and you realize it's his twin brother um, who gets hit by a car that hit me like a truck. Like I bawled. Like I, I was like just bawling. Cause like the way they framed it was like, um, and the way that the mother coped with that was by calling the guy, the brother's name, the rest of his life refused to acknowledge his old name. Everyone else called him by his name, but she always called him by his brother's name. And it was just like, this weird thing is like, oh, it's just, you know, it's just what she calls me. And he doesn't even remember. He doesn't even remember his brother. Like, the you going through his memories is, like, kind of what unlocked it. And, ah, I got a cold chill thinking about that moment. It was just, it was just weird. It was like, and it was even like this, you know, like 2D, sort of like sprite-style, Super Nintendo-style graphics at the time. Mm-hmm. And it was meant to be like that. It was meant to look like that. And I'd still just like, I like, there's a point where you just see him sort of doing this, like, you know, like the, in the old, old games, it's like these hard turns that are in squares and stuff. Like in the towns of people walking around, they're like, eh, eh, like, like that. He mm-hmm. was even doing that on a tricycle. These hard turns. And then he goes here and then it, the car backs up and you see a flash of white and you're just like, Oh no. Um, yeah, it was a intense uh, emotional game mm-hmm. for me. Um, I had a break uh, between jobs. Like I, I had got hired at a new job, and I and I had like a good week vacation, and I played it during that vacation. And I was like, boy, this was this was something to really, you know, relax. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh man. So yeah, to the moon. Uh, to recap, The Last of Us Part Two, uh, Telltale Walking Dead, and to to the moon for a depressing game. So the next one, criminally overlooked Ace. Mm. I'm not sure, honestly. Okay. What would your guys be just? So I can get an idea. We'll, we'll 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 skip. Okay, Sasha, how about you? As I was picking this, I felt like you and I might have the same answer. Kingdoms okay. of Amalur. Oh, that's a really good one. 
It is. <laughs> it is a really good answer. Yeah. Um, yeah, that is a really good game that, because it was overlooked, shut down a whole company. Uh, and it was, it was, it was like the Super Friends of, of, of like, you had Todd McFarlane, the guy who did the Spawn comics, doing the art for this. You had R.A. Salvatore, who's been known in the D&D, you know, realm for a lot of time for his Dritz series, right, doing the writing. <laughs> I think, didn't um, they have people from the Oblivion team? Yeah, uh, and then I can't remember his name, but the lead designer from the Oblivion team was the lead level designer on this game. And then there was a professional baseball player who was heading this whole thing up. Oh, yeah. Well, this game like, was excellent, and I think you're the only person I know who played it. Yeah, it's freaking amazing. Um, what did you normally play with as? Like, what was your class that you stuck to? Because you could do any, you could um, respec at any time, but. I think I started as dual dagger and switched to bow and arrow. Okay. I was a warrior slash rogue. I went straight down the middle between the two. So I would use the dual dagger to assassinate things. And then when a, once a fight really broke out and I was sort of like caught, essentially, I would pull out the greatsword and just two hand my way out. I just remember, because this is another one. I haven't played it since 360. <clears throat> um, yeah. My character doing like this, like moving through the fade or something and it was uh purple and you would just like jump from person to person to person and backstabbing them yes yeah 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 that was one of the rogue talents yeah which just it reminds me of um shadows of mordor where you got to do the chain backstabs as well yeah it's it was a good game you're you're not wrong. That's not the one I was thinking of, but I'm glad you said it because I agree with you 100%. Um, Ace just mentioned this earlier. I'm going to say EVO, The Search for Eden. It was a, <laughs> it was such an overlooked Super Nintendo game, it became so rare, it's $200 for a cartridge now. Like, it, it's a weird, goofy game about evolution, and it's really weird. Um Ace, I don't know how much you saw of it. I know you weren't there the whole time. I was probably still in the bit, fish. Yeah. I was still probably in the fish world, and it's really funny because it's like it's it's separated by like evolutions of 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 animals. So like you start as a fish, and then you become an amphibian, and then you become a reptile. So I sort of ended the stream at the beginning of the reptiles, uh, and I'll pick up there next time I do it. But. Just like the crazy stuff that you get to evolve. Uh, so what did I have, Ace, when you saw it? Because I don't know what where you dropped out. Uh, I think where I dropped out, you were definitely on land as like a lizard. Mm. So I might have been towards the end. Okay. Yeah. Uh, had I fought the had I fought and won against the giant lizard yet? I don't, I don't know. know. I can't say. Eco Eco Stega, the Eco Stega boss. Um. And I am going to go ahead and say my choice for this is the Lego Star Wars games. Okay. I'm because not sure if they're overlooked, but 
Okay. Because they're not just for kids, and they got everything for fan. They got things for fans of the series throughout. Gotcha. Um, I don't know if you've seen some of it too, but there's also like, I I have to find all of them. But in each each level, there's like a crate that has like copies of each of the games and or movies hmm. in in each level too. Hmm. So it's no, got I like, haven't. They're like little mini covers of them, just in crates. Now I haven't so. I haven't booted up the game yet. I was going to once I finished Kirby, and like I said, I finished Kirby like twenty minutes before we started recording. So yeah. Another little uh, Easter egg for you to find. Sorry, I got distracted. There's like a, a moth like the size of a dollar's width on the wall. I don't know how it got in here. Oh, yeah, because my window's open. <laughs> All right. Um, yeah, some, so some Lego moths Star can Wars. get pretty big. Oh, have seen... you seen lunar moths? Lunar oh, yeah. moths here are um, freaking huge. They're like your hand span. Um, all right. So not the best, but having fun. Ace. Lego Star Wars. The Skywalker <laughs> Saga. <laughs> all right. Have you been playing Lego Star Wars? I, I, I indeed have. I'm a, I will say I'm a bit disappointed that it's been sort of a rocky launch. Not just for me, because I also went and double-checked in the comments about it because uh, Mossy had brought it up. But yeah, it seems a lot of other people, uh, not just on Switch, but PlayStation and Xbox consoles as well, are having similar issues with things dropping. Uh, Some levels just don't function properly. Like, um, apparently one person was having an issue with the uh Endor level where there's a speeder bike chase and the uh enemy speeder bike just wasn't spawning in so they mm. were just stuck essentially on a racetrack just forever that sucks <clears throat> so hopefully they can uh get all these noted down and accounted for and resolve these with uh some patches cuz it's definitely disappointing to see something that got delayed several times come out and still be in a pretty uh, wonky state. Yeah. Yeah. I can... I can... I can understand that, yeah. Mm. The bugs The bugs are always a terrible thing to deal with. <laughs> um, gosh, that made me think... I might have to change my answer when you said that because I was thinking about like what do I not play because of the bugs now and uh, yeah I'll have to think so uh, Sasha what's what's yours um I've talked about this game a lot but the Outer Worlds mm-hmm. and the reason oh, I yeah. say not the best but I had I had a blast playing the Outer Worlds but there were a lot of things that I wish the Outer Worlds had. There were some things that were repetitive about the Outer Worlds. For sure. Um, I didn't finish it, but I got it got repetitive. Yeah. I 
I wish that the companion stuff was a little bit more fleshed out. Yeah. I think that if they wanted to go the route of, it felt like they wanted to do like a Borderlands loot system, but then it was like the same 10 guns just scaled to your level. Mm -hmm. So that, that part left me wanting more, but on the positive end, I didn't really run into a ton of bugs in that game. I liked it. I didn't have I didn't have I didn't have bugs uh, in that game. It was just it just I had something about it that was just like okay, it just got stale quick. I felt like it's- the hype for this game, like, you know, saying it was New Vegas and space, left me underwhelmed. Sure, but I still had a lot of fun playing this game. Okay. My my dog is pacing around the bed for some reason. Um, so for me, uh, I was actually kind of struggling with my answer on this one because like I don't. I, I was going to say Call of Duty, but I don't play that as often. But I do have fun when I play it. So because of Ace talking about bugs, there is one. Not the best, but I have fun, and I will go back and play it if they ever fix it where I can actually play it, and that's Wilson, uh, the Diablo clone that I've talked about a couple times where I mm. just cannot finish an endgame run because it crashes before I get to claim my rewards almost every time. I love that game. It's a lot of fun. It's just I wish it just worked. Like, that's, like, the biggest problem I have is it's just, like, I... I so much fun but like the bugs really keep me back so wilson um the story is meh i wouldn't give a crap about the story but the gameplay is top notch apparently i am staying too hydrated fair fair enough um so yeah uh not the best but having fun wilson uh if you don't have problems with it crashing i suggest you check it out <laughs> but definitely wait till it's on sale if that's the case. Um, we'll skip Ace for doing the first one on this one just to keep moving. Um, so Sasha, the back in the day game, World of Warcraft is my back in the day sure. game. Um, I think it's it's a game I I don't think I will ever have time to go back to to do again. Yeah, yeah. You, that's that's a time investment. I went back end of twenty twenty for uh, shadows, Shadowlands or whatever, with my brother, because um, supposedly we were going to have a group that was going to play together, and we didn't. It just didn't happen. Um, so it's just me and him. We did as much content as we could, and I dropped out again. Like, yeah. Uh, yeah, it was. So, did you have like a core group you played with for a long time, or was it just solo stuff? Uh, I I wasn't a guild. We, I think, like my peak definitely was back with Lich King. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, we were in a guild. Actually, my husband and I, uh, he pretended to be a girl, so they thought that we were lesbians, and they would like give us everything because um, he he played as a female paladin holy paladin and Mm -hmm. i played as this was back when they first had the dual wielding um 
two-handed weapons for warriors. So sure. That's what I did. And it was fun. The arms warriors. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I was a fire mage in those days. I also got real heavy into the the economics of my uh, server. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So I, I I can't I can't go back to that game for both like time and and mental health probably like it's too addicting. I don't I don't need that in my life. Okay. All right. Um. So, so for me, it's, it's a pretty simple one. It's like, basically it was the game I was obsessed with as a kid and I don't go back to very often, which is Donkey Kong Country 2. Um, I feel like that, that game was like peak awesome for me in second grade. And when I think of like back in my day, like that was like that kind of game. That's like the epitome of that kind of game for a long time. Um, I need to switch back to pen. Um, so yeah, just Donkey Kong Country 2. It was like when, 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 you know, I'll be talking about like, I'll make a reference to it or something. And the, the group of people we hang out with, uh, more regularly around here in Chillicothe are a lot younger than my brother and I, they're like in their early twenties and we're like in our early thirties. I'm I'm in my mid thirties now and like I'll make a reference and they're like, what? And I'm like, you know, Dixie Kong. No. Uh, okay. <laughs> uh, yeah. So a lot of my staff are like that. And I, I made a Godfather reference and one of my staff thought I was referring to Zootopia. Oh no! Yeah, I was like, "Oh my god, I'm so old." You're talking I'm so old. You're talking with the shrew and the polar bears. And no, the there's the mice um, in Zootopia. Well, yeah, it's. I thought it was a shrew, but yeah, or, he had the yeah, or guards. whatever they are. But yes, yeah. so that's that's what they thought I was She's talking like, about. She's like, "Oh my gosh, me. your dress is so pretty." <laughs> you come to me on this, the day of my daughter's wedding. Yeah. Yes. Yes. That was the reference okay. that was made. And they're like, oh, yeah, Zootopia. And I was like, no, no. That's a reference in Zootopia <laughs> to the Godfather. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, so, Ace, the back in, back in the day game for you. Um, I haven't played it in forever, although... Uh, I almost caved and got a means to play it the other day. Uh, Kirby Nightmare in Dreamland. Okay. Is a Game Boy Advance title. Um, I pl- I remember playing through that game just so many times, and I would also uh, constantly just try to get the UFO morph and just hang on to it for as long as possible, just because yeah. it was so overpowered yeah the the ufo in kirby has always been sort of like a thing like where um they actually don't have it in um forgotten land that i yeah i've been playing yet 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 until they do (laughs) dlc but like i remember uh it was a big deal to get the ufo in um dream course the the golf Mm -hmm. one because like the UFO was like the most controllable thing. Like mm-hmm. you could just 
just like I'm just gonna drive this around the course, hit everything, and then sink the hole. Da da da. Like, um, yeah, I didn't play Nightmare in Dreamland. The actually the first Kirby that I interacted with was the All Star Kirby All Stars on Super Nintendo, mm-hmm. and it has it has the original like. I don't know if it's original, but it's like the it's like a remake of the original uh Kirby. It's just called Spring Breeze. Um and they had like a bunch of little like tiny Kirby games. In fact, to this day, I have I've hundred percent every single one of those games on on uh on that, except for like there was one that was like Milky Way Wishes or something like that. And the <laughs> way to hundred percent that you had to get all the power ups, all the copy abilities collected. And I I just couldn't find one, just just one I couldn't find, and I don't I don't I even looked it up at the time. Of course, you know at the time we're talking like cheat puppy or cheatcc.com or you mm-hmm. know, you know like like those old sites to find this stuff out. Or um, you know it wasn't it wasn't cheat puppies happy puppy, if you guys remember that, anyone <laughs> anyone remembers that um, before IGN was a thing. <laughs> Or, you know, other game sites or even GameSpot to look up codes or secrets or hints or whatever. No, I remember getting uh, from school book fairs the little, like, weird, almost... Video game cheat know, codes, one 1997. Fourth, yeah. One-fourth a notebook cheat code yeah. book. And then yeah. it largely being a waste because I'm only looking for, like, one game. And there's, like, yeah, I, all these other as, games... As a result, I never bought those because of that. Um, I do remember I would buy strategy guides for games that I liked just to Mm -hmm. like while I was at school, just to sort of have a way to interact with the game. Um, Gaming magazines also used to just be run throughs of levels. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Like the whole Super Nintendo uh, Disney's Aladdin had like just like four pages of every single screen left to right like in that uh <laughs> nintendo power or whatever it was um the one i remember is i got the doom 2 strategy guide and i remember like reading through it of course doom obviously a mature rated title and i was in fourth grade reading this in class and uh uh, I remember reading, so I never really cared about, I always looked at the monsters. I was like, yeah, let's look at the monsters. I want to see what, you know, their stuff. And uh, the strategy guide was written flavorfully because that's Doom. It's always had this flavorful sense of humor. And, and the I, I will never forget reading this because I didn't read it out loud, but like I it was like reading time. So we were supposed to be reading something. And um like I said, I was fourth grade reading this, and it's the entry for the um, Berserk pack, which is just like you get like a super punch. Like your your punch move becomes as powerful as the rocket launcher. So, and the first line in the description of this item is, there are things in life that are better than sex, and this is one of them. And I was like, what? <laughs> as a fourth grader, like, what? <laughs> what sex? Uh, uh, as a fourth grader, I had been informed of what that was already and well aware. Mm. Um, 
but I got embarrassed and closed the book and I was just like, I'm done for now. I can't. <laughs> Slides this back in the shelf. <laughs> the the teacher was like, is there something wrong? I'm like, mm, no, no, more good. No, nothing wrong. Um, <laughs> no, it's fine, uh, teacher. Never talk to me again. Please look away. Yeah, I uh, I don't want to talk about this at all. <laughs> um, so yeah, the back in the day games. I could say for me it could also be Doom because uh, I've been playing that since I was five. But whatever. Um, so biggest letdown. Ace, what's your what's your biggest letdown game? You were the chosen one. It was said that you would be my new favorite Star Wars game, not piss me off and leave me out eighty dollars. Oh, Battlefield. Yeah. <laughs> Battlefield two, Star Wars. Battle and then Star also two. not not give me the story I thought it was going to be. Yeah. Yeah, I heard the story was very much like, oh, this is going set. No, it didn't go anywhere. Interesting. Well, because like Star Wars today, they they advertised it like you're going to be like one of the Empire. Yeah, and it's going to be like an Empire story, and then like a third of the way in, she like flips to the rebel side, the and I'm like, what? Why can't How we just rote. have villains? Can we just have villains for the sake of villains? Like, right. I get you. Yeah, I, I remember a lot of people were disappointed about that. Sometimes people don't change their minds. Sometimes people stay rooted in their beliefs, whether or not it's right or wrong, mm-hmm. or bad, wrong, badong. Okay. <laughs> to give you a, to give you a uh, kung pao line there. Okay. <laughs> Badong. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I love that movie. I love the I loved when I showed that to the girls, they actually enjoyed it. That mm-hmm. was that was good. That was good. They're like, "Why is the cow fighting, daddy?" <laughs> I'm like, "Cuz it's hilarious." Cuz it's, <laughs> it's hilarious and it's a bad guy cow. It's a bad cow. And then they're like, "Oh, like in Diablo." I was like, "Yes, like in Diablo." <laughs> Thank you, squirrel uh, friend. Your soft, squishy body absorbed the blow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> pours, pours out peanuts on the, the sad pancake handprint squirrel. Yeah. Skitters away with its feet sideways. Yep. Yeah, like a, like some sort of squirrel spider. <laughs> yeah. Um. So, Sasha, biggest letdown for you? Because I mean, Ace is pretty clear. I was a letdown for a lot of people. Fallout seventy six. Oh yeah, <laughs> I actually had someone legit tell me they were super enjoying the game. I think yesterday. Almost heaven, West Virginia. That's the best thing about Blue that game. Ridge Mountains, Shenandoah River. <laughs> Fallout seventy six. Yeah, those. That's another high profile one for sure. Yeah, I don't have much to say about it because I didn't. I can't even make myself revisit it. I can't. I can't go back to it. It's had its chance. Just, and it blew just, it. just do 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 what I do. Like whatever you're having, like a bad or an off day, just go and watch like the internet historians video on Fallout seventy six. Cheers me like right up. 
I did. Yeah. I did watch talk that. About that last week. Yeah. I, I did watch that video when we. I think what did we talk about? Like games we should have loved, but we didn't. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sixteen times the detail. All this oh, just yeah. works. Yep. Uh, except that it doesn't. <laughs> uh, okay. So, uh, so biggest letdown for me is the uh, is the first game I ever canceled a pre order for, and I had it fully paid off, and that was uh, Brink, and. I don't know if you guys ever remember this game. This was like solid 360 era. Uh, yep, I remember this one. My husband um, pre-ordered it. Yeah, I played the demo and I was like, no, I'm out. No, this is not what I signed up for. Um, it was supposed to be this like high, like high octane, fast like first person shooter were supposed to be like a, a thing for like to, to replace call of duty. And it was one of the f- earliest ones to talk about having classes and stuff, like almost a hero shooter at the time, but like just classes and it just didn't work. It was dead. No one was playing. And like the mechanics were like really weird and, and everything was just like, it was so hyped too. That thing was everywhere. It was like on the front of Game Informer. Uh, it was like, it was so advertised. And then like, you get, like I I think I got into like some demo. Like there was like some like they did some demo weekend just before it came out. And I I have never felt the sound of crickets in a game like that since. Like it was just like people really quickly find out found out that they were not enjoying it um because it just basically didn't it was like one of those times where people promised way too much and then it just didn't it wasn't what they said it was um yeah i just totally canceled my pre-order one day uh and i was just like (laughs) I, i can't i can't um and i was so hyped for that game too like really hyped and i can't i can't even i barely remember anything about playing it i more so remember the hype leading up to it than anything mm-hmm. so yep brink that's 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 my answer um so uh ace after work relaxation whatever i'm currently playing okay We'll, we'll just say like, currently playing. Yeah. Because I don't Wars. have like one set game that I, I go to. No. That's just what I'm currently playing through. I'm technically done with it, but like, I don't know. It's a collect-a-thon. So you're not really ever done until you get everything. Right. <clears throat> well, the, the idea of the question... I, I get where you're coming from. The idea of the question, question is like what game you use basically used to blow off steam, but I get it. And that would probably still be the same answer for you. It's just whatever you're currently playing. So I get it. That's why I didn't really argue with you. on that. One. <laughs> yeah. Cause I still have to, uh, I still have to get back to, uh, forbidden West. Cause I think I'm like yeah. maybe two thirds of the way through that. Maybe more. Yeah. I don't know. Okay. Um, Sasha, what about what about you? 
Uh, I picked Gems of War for this because okay. I'm thinking like Even a- when I get home from work, if I need, if I'm gonna play a game to relax, I'm probably gonna pick something a little bit more mindless. And right. I usually will listen to a podcast when I do Gems of War. So, yep, Gems of War. Uh, it's back off my phone. I just, <laughs> I just I was like, eh, whatever. Um, I get that though. Just like a match three is just just fine. Like, I um, I have some sort of like shooting bricks with a bunch of balls game that I do now on my phone instead. That's just like aim and shoot and yay, hit them before they fall down too far. Um, so for me, after work relaxation, I still play this. I've talked about it several times. Doom, I will just put on God mode and run through a couple levels occasionally just to blow off some steam, put on some music or a podcast and just sort Mm -hmm. of just, just go. Um, if putting on God mode, it becomes trivial, like to play, like there's (laughs) nothing that can, nothing that can touch you. Nothing happens. So just, if I just want to blow, like do something and just sort of just chill, that's what I do. Um, but mm-hmm. most of the time, Ace, I will take your approach and just play what I'm currently playing. But for the spirit of the question, I actually do, if I'm like upset, will boot up Doom and just sort of like, mm-hmm. all right, let's just blow through Alien Vendetta today on God mode. I don't want to. Or conversely, if I don't really feel like, if I'm even to a point where I just don't want to, I'll watch a playthrough of someone doing Doom. Like, I'll just watch an old stream or a video or something. I was going to say, have, like, the masochist version of this question just be, like, Dark Souls. Yeah, yeah. Comes comes out of the game room all sweaty. Yeah. Uh, I saw a really funny uh, thing on Facebook. It was, like, some sort of joke of, like... um, guy goes to relax ends up playing dark souls instead he's like ah it was such a good good relaxing time or something like i was just Mm -hmm. something funny um so moving on to the next one uh favorite protagonist ace uh probably joel miller last of us part two right part one first game well i meant to say last of us and end it there but i just (laughs) auto completed joel miller joel yeah he's a pretty cool protagonist especially in the first one yeah he doesn't do much protagonizing in the second second game he's just like less of his yeah less of his uh story beat is to have a bad day with a golf club. Yeah. Yeah. As I heard. Didn't play it, but as I heard. Um, okay. Joel Miller. That's a that's a concise answer. Um What about you, Sasha? Favorite protagonist? Commander Shepard. Yeah, I was I was that's where <laughs> I was thinking you were going. Shepard. Special shout out for See, Renegade Shepherd because it's hilarious to say like 
the rudest things possible. It, it's now is it like way over? Because I haven't played uh, Renegade. I like when I played, I was always I always try to go Paragon stuff, just my personality. But is it like to the level? Have you played? Um, oh, what was the detective one? Detective Cole. L.A. Noir. Have you played that? Yes, I've played L.A. Noir. Um, not, so not... is it on the level of like just completely just screaming at an eight-year-old? No. Um, <laughs> sometimes it is. Like uh, like in Mass Effect yeah. 1, there's a scene where if you're playing as female Shepard, uh, there's a guy in, in the strip club who will say, he keeps calling you sweetie. And Shepard, uh, if you say a renegade line, she's like, Call me sweetie again, and you're going to eat your teeth. And he's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. So there's stuff like that. Yeah. And she's she's not, like, yelling at people. She just says it very matter-of-factly. But then there's also stuff where it's just rude. It's just totally rude. Um, and then there's the whole, yeah. like, as Paragon, you're – this is – I'm Commander Shepard, and this is my favorite store in the Citadel. Um as Renegade mm-hmm. Shepherd, you just bully people into giving you discounts. There is no recording. There is, mm-hmm. yeah. So, I I found it really comical to play as at least to talk as Renegade Shepherd because there's still some decisions that I can't I can't make as a Renegade. I, I right like slaughtering a whole family or something. like Yeah, that. yeah. There's <laughs> certain yeah. ones. Yeah, I get that. Yeah, that's why I can't do those kind of like bad guy things. Like, they used to be a thing like a long time. Mass Effect and like Infamous and like all these games were like good and bad side. And it's like, I can't do the bad side ever. I just can't. I finished Mass Effect 1 with fully maxed out Renegade and almost fully maxed out Paragon. And Mass wow. Effect 2, same okay. thing. I had fully maxed out Renegade and almost fully maxed out Paragon, where I, I think I could have picked either decision at the end. Hmm. Okay. That's that. See, that makes for a more complex character, which I enjoy, because no one has ever... Because even going full Paragon, it makes no sense sometimes, the stuff that they say and do. It feels it feels a lot like in how I play my Fallout characters, which is, yep, I will do all those things for you, but I'm going to steal everything you have. Everything. <laughs> I don't mind helping you at all, but I will also help myself. Yes, entirely. yes. <laughs> all right. Um, I don't think mine's a surprise, the Doomslayer favorite protagonist he's angry and he doesn't talk uh, yes buzz like, light you're on a bad day yeah doom guy uh yeah um i will say my favorite like my runner-up is actually specifically duke nukem in the bullet storm replacement where he's just confused because uh, they just literally laid him over a different character and he's just like why does everyone keep calling me this gray asshole? <laughs> <laughs> My name's not gray. It's Duke fucking Nukem. I just, oh man, I almost want to play through it again just to just to hear Duke Nukem have problems with his ego because no one recognizes who he is. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh man, but I really like comedic stuff and I find a lot of Doom 2016 uh, just really awesome and comedic as far as like just the way he handles things like 
the the beginning of Doom twenty sixteen is pretty iconic, where he's going up the elevator, and then um, oh, what's his name? I forget his name. Basically, the big head of the UAC Corporation is basically telling him like it was necessary, and then he's looking down at like the mangled corpse of one of the UAC employees, like really that was necessary kind of like but you can tell everything he's thinking just just from the motions he doesn't have any dialogue and really the only dialogue he had in eternal was a reference to the doom comics which is just him screaming rip and tear over again so like i mean i just i don't know i love the character i love the games I just think it fits and it does well. Um, so this is not terribly different from the after work relaxation, but a bad day cure. Ace. Mm. Probably just doing random grinds on Monster Hunter games. Okay. Monster Hunter. All right. Yeah, that makes sense. Because you know what you're doing, you can kind of get in the get in the swing of it. Or taking a nap. We were talking about gaming, but yes, yeah, <laughs> that works too. I didn't get to take a nap today, so I'm sleepy. <laughs> I was in bed and asleep by eight thirty last night. Like, and then I got woken up by my daughters who were like. Daddy, I can't sleep. I was like, well, now I can't. Thanks. <laughs> um, Sasha, bad day cure for you. The Sims. Oh. Now, are we talking like actual play, or you're like setting them on fire and trapping them in there? Um, <laughs> I'll say actual play. Sometimes I do like to just design stuff. Like... Redo a whole menu in one of the restaurants or build a house with the money cheat. Other times, I like like to be abusive to my Sims. But I think that my my crowning (laughs) achievement in the Sims, like the funniest thing I did was um, I made a male character in the Sims 4 and I doing all of his whims so I could get, I think I needed like 10,000 points and I got the fertility perk. And then I started having him sleep with everybody in town. And then I went into city editor mode and changed all of his children, his bastard children's last names to snow and sand. Oh no. (laughs) And stone. (laughs) So yeah, I was, I was really proud of that. That's funny. That's funny. Okay, The Sims. I I can get behind. So so goofing around in The Sims. I got it. Yeah. All right. Um. For me, um, I don't I don't often have a bad day a lot of the time, but if I do, it's not too different from Doom. But I've been answering Doom a lot, so I will I will. I will cut to the side a little bit, and I do go back to this game every once in a while, and I'll say Ghost Runner, because it, it is very, a very kinetic game, something I'm comfortable with, and something I can get to bounce around and do parkour and slash robots' heads off. Like I just, I just enjoy that. I enjoy the the flow, and it's something like if you're playing on an easier mode, it's just 
it just goes by really well. So I'll just say Ghost Runner. But I kind of do the same thing with Doom. All right, so that atmosphere. Ace. I'm trying to move uh, us along because we're almost halfway through and it's been a while, an hour and a half. Uh, I will go with Subnautica again. Okay. That sort of loneliness. Because it... Well, because it fully, uh, pun intended, immerses you into the world that you're stuck in. And then it also has the um, the really nice accompanying, like, sci-fi music that you get while you're, like, building your way out of this uh, uh, stranded scenario. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, you just kind of get wrapped up in it okay Mm -hmm. um sasha red dead redemption oh okay as much as i don't like that game it does have a good atmosphere (laughs) yeah i think i specifically really like that going to different areas feels very it's all very distinct from each other like crossing over into mexico the music changes the the animals the sound in the atmosphere everything changes um even going um from the east versus the west side of the map in america in red dead is totally different from each other so plus i don't know just makes me like want to watch tombstone it's fun yeah yeah (laughs) okay um for me um atmosphere for me is a lot about music as well um and Octopath Traveler really, like I've talked about a couple times, it just floored me from the title screen. And every area that you go to feels super distinct and like all the different stories and stuff. Like the sleep, there's like a couple sleepy towns and there's like bustling trade towns. And they all like the music really lends to it well. The art style goes really far in this game. It's, you know, doing cell shaded 2D sprites with like realistic ish lighting is just. It's a really cool aesthetic, and it makes it like a lot of things really pop out. Um, so Octopath Traveler for me is something that really, really immersed me. Uh, they lost some of that, even though it's the same people, the same sort of art style, art style and triangle strategy. They really sort of lost it a little bit of the atmosphere in that game. Um, the, made the story ten times better, though even though the story was pretty decent in Octopath. Um, but, yeah, it was just, I just really enjoy everything they have going on in, in Octopath Traveler as far as atmosphere. So, uh, Ace, are you are you good? Ready to go to the next? Okay. Um, so, Sasha, we'll start with you then. Um, what is a game you always go back to? game you always come back to fallout new vegas all right all right i fallout new vegas i think it's like the one game that i continued to play over and over and over again in my heyday of achievement running even after i had all the achievements Mm -hmm. like knowing that it was taking away from my achievement hunting time i still wanted to go back and play it I think I've sure. I think I've played that game 
just on my Xbox, probably like I've beat it like seven or eight times. I it, I downloaded it on it was the first game I downloaded on my Alienware when I got it, and would have been like my tenth run through on there. It's just I love it. I love that game so much. Okay, all right. Uh, Ace, you good now? Game you always yes. go back to. Uh, Freedom Unite. Okay. Monster Hunter Freedom Unite, which is M H F U for the for the acronym. That is the accepted acronym. I am sorry. It's just easy <laughs> to write. Monster Hunter Fun University. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> It is a it is a splendid game, yes, and I put a lot of hours into it. I don't go back to it myself though, but Ace definitely does, yes. Um so my answer for this, uh I have easily put in over four thousand hours into this game because I know I had over three thousand hours into one character, and I've played all all the classes. Front and back, and that's Diablo three. Um Diablo 3 is almost my single title most played. Uh, I still think Monster Hunter 1 at the 2000... Uh, no, it has to... No, because it was 2,500. Diablo 3 beats it. So, yeah. Diablo 3. I, I own it eight different ways. Um, I own two different accounts on Blizzard that have full expansion everything of, of it and then i heard it on ps3 and ps4 and switch and <laughs> everything so diablo 3 always go back to it i even replayed a season like last year sometime even though i was like quote unquote done but like they added really cool season stuff and they're still doing really cool stuff in my opinion with it i just have chosen to play other games um but I could go back to it any day. <laughs> There's a new season coming out. Season 26. It's got some interesting mechanics. <laughs> um, so why do I like this? Ace. Mm. I don't know. That's kind of a harder one for me because, I mean, like I've said before, I don't usually pick up games on a chance that I don't oh, think I do I'll like them. I do this constantly. I buy, I, I, buy, I buy a game and I'll play it for like 20 minutes and I'm like, nope, nope, I can't. Um, so you're like a, so you're like a, the room screening? You're into So Bad It's Good? Or you're into no, uh, it's more like. Limits? I'm still in the idea and mindset of when I used to go to Star Time Video and would pick up a game, which is a rental place, and I would pick up a game and play it and just go. And now I just have the money to just buy it, so I just buy it and go. <laughs> and then, you know, most of the time I'll be like, hey, this is pretty good. Or, eh. Like, uh, I think I talked about Hell Warders a, like, a couple weeks ago. I played it for 15 minutes and just dropped it. I mean, it was like $15 down the drain. I'm like, all right. Oh, well. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, that happens <laughs> with me uh, often. So, we'll let you think of one. So, Sasha, do you have an answer? 
Katamari. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. Because of the, uh, uh, you, because you of the kid. You don't question why, why you like Katamari. You, you just, just Katamari. It. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. You just roll around to the, the lovely, dancey, bouncy music. Yep. Super weird. Super weird game. Like, you watch the intro to one of those things, and you're like, either someone was really high, or... Oh my god, my kid <laughs> loves just... it. I cannot skip it. She, I have to reboot the whole game oh. if I accidentally skip it. Because she loves it. Yeah, my girls like to watch stuff like that, too. So, like, when... So, sometimes we'll play Monster Hunter Rise together, because they like playing that. And all of us have to not skip the... There's a little song and dance when you go to eat. Um, that's just in Japanese and are making... What are those called? The mo- Is it Moki? Moki balls? Whatever. What, what are those Mochi, little, I think. They look like shish kebabs. Mochi? Mochi? Yeah, the shish kebabs. They look like shish kebabs. They're like cream puffs. But, like, the... That little thing, they want to watch that every time. They get mad if I skip it. And I'm so used because of the grinding and stuff. Just skip, 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 go hunt. Skip, 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 go hunt. Like, I just, that's just, it's like an automatic reflex. But when I'm playing with them, they really want to see that. So, I, yeah, I get that. Um, So, my, my, my answer is, uh, I get why I like this, but the... The understanding of, like, why do I like this? Because it's such a weird one and kind of uh, embarrassing is Huni Pop, which is a match three uh, dating sim, except the goal is to get into their pants kind of thing. It's a really weird one. Um, yeah. Huni Pop. Right there. Not my usual thing. However, it was on sale one day and I got it and I was like, hey! So, yeah, it's really weird. Still a match three game, but it's a match three. I Dating is not really the right word. You go on dates, but the goal is to get into their pants. You said you like yeah. fishing mini games, so... Ha! <laughs> Got him. Not quite the same, but... <laughs> wow, all right. Ace, so do you have an idea on that one yet or no? No, I think we'll just have to skip that one. But that's okay. I can uh, bang out the next two. <clears throat> just Ace shrugging. That's There we go. <laughs> Fair enough. Alright, uh, so overrated. Overrated game. Overrated, I would definitely say Call of Duty and or Fortnite. Cod and then for under, underrated, I okay. will say uh, Shadow of the Colossus. Wow. Just two at once. Okay. Shadow of the Colossus. Well, they're like a yin and yang. They're like a yin and yang one. I'm not sure that Colossus is underrated, considering it was specifically inducted to the Video Game Hall of Fame for being 
the game that brought artistic artistic is a game on art to the forefront but okay all right i mean if you feel still feel it's underrated then there you go this well, is an opinion all, i didn't know that but also yeah. not a lot of people i know in in Play with, gaming yeah. community and in my circles have played it maybe it's your criminally I... overlooked Maybe. Yeah, it is kind of the same thing, underrated and criminally overlooked. But underrated might just be... Because underrated might have more eyes, whereas criminally overlooked is like, no one saw this kind of a deal. Um, not that it was good or bad in the opinion. It's just like there just wasn't an opinion because no one looked at mm -hmm. it. All right, so uh, Sasha, overrated. All right, so my overrated game is a good game but it does mm -hmm. not need to have continued remakes and it's skyrim okay like yeah. it's not the greatest game of all time it should not at this point just please make a new elder scrolls game let skyrim die take it out back put it out of its misery please there's a goofy looking m but yeah skyrim yeah and then i guess since we're gonna do both at the same time. My underrated game sure. is Alpha Protocol. Okay. Um, is that that weird shooter with the sliding and stuff? No. no. Um, the way I like to describe it is it's uh, it's Mass Effect, but you're a spy. And you're not in space. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's like it has Paragon Renegade options. You can romance people. Um, it's like... Uh, government conspiracies mm -hmm. um, but it's a fixed protagonist it's a male protagonist you can't switch you have no real customization with that but you have the option to pick I think there's like four or five different ways that you could beat every single level kind of like a hitman game sure okay so yeah you basically have a goal, and here's a lot of ways to do it. Yeah, I got you. I really liked Alpha Protocol. I honestly, like, I didn't really have a problem with anything in that game, but I, I don't think it did very well in reviews. I think it was like a like a six out of ten kind of reception. Mm -hmm. Not a lot of people played it. It did not uh, get picked up to get any sequels, even though it's definitely set up for that. Right. <laughs> right. Okay. Uh, I think it's a lot of people who know me and, and they were very infuriated by my opinion of this, but I think Bloodborne's overrated. Ooh. Uh, there's a lot of things I have problems with in Bloodborne. And it's not because I haven't played it. I played through half of the game, people. I, I just... I don't like it don't like the mechanics don't care for the aesthetic there's so many things that i just yeah it's it's super glitchy and fidgety and i don't like that about it too like i liked elden ring but it still had glitchiness but bloodborne i feel like wolf is I the feel... more egregious of the two yeah i feel like it at least at least like you get into some of the way some of these things move, and it's just like, ugh, it looks so terrible to me. Like the giant monster, shaggy monsters. 
It's like every like anything that has fur looks like it's like a wet poodle every time. Like a wet <laughs> shaggy poodle. It's just yeah. Dark Beast Parl. Right. Um and then for my underrated, uh so I'll just move straight into that. I'm gonna say Odd World. Uh not a lot of people talk about those. Those are, in my opinion, some really great games. Do a lot of a lot of allegories to talk about uh like slavery and the US history and that kind of stuff. Um mm-hmm. and sort of and they make it goofy, uh, with a goofy sort of character, but they make it serious when it needs to be. It's also a really good uh undermining of like corporate America and that stuff as well. Like they really get onto that kind of stuff. So yeah. Um you hate but everyone likes. Kind of the same as under you know overrated but I think actively I hating say, is is a little different. I was going to say probably probably Fortnite. Fortnite. Okay. As my one friend calls it, fork knife. <laughs> Fortnite. Um, I like, but everyone hates. Hmm. Let you guys go ahead with yours, because I'm kind of okay. Okay. You, you hate, but everyone likes. Look, don't at me about it, but. Zelda. I've heard this opinion before. Yeah. Yeah. It's just not for me. It's not. I can't get into it. I feel I feel myself actively fighting eye rolls every time somebody talks about it. Rah rah rah. Yeah, that's pretty much how, how it feels to me. Well, it, it's I get it if it's something that's just like you just miss the train and you have no no desire to get onto that train. Like, yeah, you it just it doesn't look like your thing. It's okay. I like Zelda a lot, but I'm not. I'm in nowhere near a Zelda fan as much as some people are. Like I. When I was like, Breath of the Wild is amazing. And it was like, because they made it op- open world. But that's because I got to do stupid shit. Like, throw a boulder at someone with, like, a magnet. And, like, I got to do all sorts of crazy stuff in that game. And not really Have treat it a like a Zelda game. Yet? Oh, like the giant flying logs that people surf across Hyrule? No. You take, you take two minecarts and then you magnetize the bottom one. Yes, I've seen that, yeah. Yeah, I've not done that, but yes, I've seen that. Um, yeah, I mean, there's some goofy stuff you can do in that game that I really enjoy. But, I mean, I get it, too. It's just, like, it's this giant, like, monolith of a series, and you're just like, nope. <laughs> I get it. Um, I hate, but everyone likes... Because uh, I don't, uh, I still want to say Bloodborne, but I don't think that that's. I don't think I, I'm on the level of just outright hating Bloodborne, right? Because I'm, because there's always this nagging feeling of like, maybe I should go back and play Bloodborne again. Like I don't, 
this one's hard for me because I don't I don't know if there's a game out there that everyone seems to like that I just hate. And the only thing that's coming to mind is Bloodborne. You like but everyone else hates? Uh, <clears throat> I, this was the one I was stuck on thinking of between you know, when I put this up <laughs> to you because it was just like, I don't know. Um, Sneak King? <laughs> no, a lot of people hated that. Um, uh, I'm just oh, going to... I know my answer now. Uh, you I know like my it? answer now. Of everyone hates? Yes. Okay. Monopoly. Monopoly. All right. Love Monopoly. Nobody likes to play with me, though. Right? I, I, I like love Monopoly. Monopoly, and I would love to play games, but no one ever wants to because they're always like, no, it takes too long, and then blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, it's just a game. It's meant to be fun. We can make it fun. No, it's not meant to be fun. It's meant to be one. Okay. I ha- I have my answer. I'm thinking outside of the box, but can- and, and I'm I'm taking I'm taking a bit of leeway because there is digital versions of this game now. Magic the Gathering. Okay. Fair enough. I used to be toes in the water for a long time on this game. I just hate it now. I hate. My phone just spoke to me. I said MTG and my <laughs> phone was just like, I can't find that on the internet. All right, so yeah, Magic the Gathering. There we go. MTG. Sir, shall I call the addiction hotline again? <laughs> I was never addicted to magic. Now, flesh and blood, that might be a problem, but <clears throat> magic now. Um, so, Sasha, you, you like, but everyone hates. Andromeda. Andromeda. Yeah, okay. I can see that. We'll just put M-E. Andromeda. Yeah. Their people's faces not rendering or like their heads going into their torsos Look, and stuff. I understand that first impressions are, are, you know, really important, but they fixed it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I get it. I mean, I never tried it because I heard how much it was terrible and everyone liked it but hated it sorry but again it's not my series to begin with what (laughs) (laughs) um i uh, i gotta i gotta entertain myself to keep myself awake (laughs) sorry um i like but uh everyone hates i'm just gonna say snake pass this has become a joke between me and my friends how much they really hate this game and I'm just in love with it. So I'm just going to say Snake Pass. And apparently Sasha has wants nothing to do with it too. I didn't know. She didn't like snakes, so. Didn't know. You don't want a noodle? Not even a little idiot hog nose? No. No, I don't. Alright. She's so cute. Um... So, uh, best combat, Ace. Uh, I will go either Monster Hunter or Last of Us Part 2. 
Alright, there you go. Got them both. Acronymed, but got them both. Monster <laughs> Hunter or La Last of Us Part 2. Okay. Sasha, best combat. Um, I'm probably just biased because I've been playing it, but I'm, I really love Tiny Tina's combat. Sure. It feels very user-friendly. Like, I feel like anybody could just pick that game up and find a play style that works for them. I don't disagree on that one. That, that one's pretty easy to get into combat-wise. And when you get in the highest, you know, the highest levels, I, don't, I know you're not done yet, but when you get to start mixing classes and stuff, you can get some pretty bonkers things. I've got some cool stuff going on at this point. I'm, I'm level 30, I think I'm 34. Okay. So I have, I've made it to the end of the Stablemancer skill tree, and then I'm trying to get about halfway through on the Spore Warden. Okay. And then I'm going to go back and beef up the Stablemancer for the rest. Yeah, like I had a lot of fun with the Clawbringer Berserker mix-up. Like those, those specifically were very, um, like there was a lot of things in the Berserker that was like, hey, your melee damage just does like 20% more. And I'm like, yes, please. <laughs> um, okay, so best combat for me. I would have given this given this to uh, Doom, Doom Eternal, but the unfortunately the uh, Ancient Gods <laughs> Part One just destroyed that for me, so it's going to go to Monster Hunter Rise. Um, best combat in my favorite series. It's about combat, so. Oh, I should have went with the meme answer to piss off all the, all the. Try, try and three you haters. Just try. Try 3U with the water combat. I mean, I would just default and say Monster Hunter 3U because it has more weapons. Mm-hmm. Okay. That one's simple. All right. Big personal impact for a game. Mm. Probably uh, The Last of Us. Okay. A lot of dealing with personal grief and trauma and things like that. Talal, The Last of Us. Okay. I started dealing ab with abbreviating creepy, it screechy things. because you've said The Last of Us like four times on this list, so I'm just... <laughs> Which is fair. Can you tell I mean, what I like? Yeah. <laughs> I can. At least you're consistent. Uh, Sasha, big personal impact. I picked Metal Gear Solid uh, because okay. this was, I think, feel like it's one of the first games I remember really caring about the story, watching my dad play it. Um, I remember me and my brother getting really, really excited for when my dad would get home from work. We're like, are you going to play Metal Gear tonight? And like, mm -hmm. just being super <laughs> geeked and watching it. I remember getting like, really pissed off because my dad let Meryl die because he wanted something oh, specific no. with the ending. Uh, it was like, well, you get the bandana or the stealth or something like that for letting Meryl die. and Or the tuxedo. I don't know. Something like that. But I just, I just have really, really positive memories of watching my dad play. Yeah. 
Yeah. Okay. You um, let him die for a costume piece? How dare you? I <laughs> uh, I think I've done worse in games, honestly. Just for an aesthetic or an achievement. Um, I mean, there's always the meme of Mario throwing the penguin off the cliff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> From uh, Mario 64, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um... So for me, there like I, I want to stress that there are multiple games that fit this category for very different reasons. Um, I've talked about how Octopath Traveler sort of like I was like losing all interest in games because of personal stuff I was going through at the time. Octopath Traveler brought me back. Um, Doom to the mm-hmm. moon to the moon like like all sorts of stuff i talked about today but i don't talk about this often i've been gaming since i was two like mm-hmm. that's that's been a known thing my dad talks about how i used to go into dos on the computer and type in commands to boot up games at that age um even though i couldn't read <laughs> i could figure out the commands for dos <laughs> which for those nice. listeners who don't know what I'm talking about, that's the operating system that was popular before Windows. We had to type everything in. So, like, you would boot up your computer and you had to be like, what's on my C directory? C colon slash space D-I-R for directory. And then you had to, like, type everything in. It was like, I think you can actually see some of it in the first Jurassic Park. Like, um... So, like, I've been gaming for a long time, so there's been tons of games that are like that. But I will say that Super Mario Brothers 3 is probably the biggest impact for me. I was already playing games, so it's hard to say, like, my first game would be that. But I will say Super Mario Brothers 3 was the first game that I was absolutely obsessed with. And then also, that came on the back of sort of bonding with uh, my late uncle on that game. And sort of him introducing it to me, and I'm, me being like, I never knew Nintendo was a thing, because I only played on PC. Like, I was a PC gamer until this game. And nice. then I was just like, I need to have this. So <laughs> when, I got, when I got to be four, my parents um, got me, for my birthday, a, a uh, NES, and I got this game. Uh, unfortunately, like... As far as I remember, like, the week after my uncle showed me this game, he passed away. Um, So as a kid, it really stuck with me because I was like, I really want to play this game. And it sort of reminded me of him at the time. Um, Mm -hmm. He got got hit by a drunk driver and he was a pedestrian. So, like, it was Mm. a pretty, like, I was like... I don't know if I can say I was close to him because I was four, but like, you know what I mean? Like I remember him. I remember Mm -hmm. all of this kind of stuff. So like super Mario brothers three was just sort of like the game that him and I sort of geeked out about. And then I sort of carried that on, uh, as a kid. And then that got me into console gaming period. And then, you know, I've been both a PC and a console gamer since. And Nintendo, because, mm-hmm. you know, obviously it's Nintendo. PlayStation wasn't a thing yet. Xbox wasn't a thing yet. So, 
but I've played them all. So yeah, Super Mario Bros. 3. Um, I'll finish it someday. Ace. Probably Freedom Unite. <laughs> okay. Yeah, we're in green. Monster Hunter Freedom Unite. Sasha, do you have a do you have one for that? Oh, probably like every Pokemon game after Sun and Moon. Okay. <laughs> we'll just say Pokemon. Fair enough. Okay. Pokemon Souls. Yeah. Sun and Moon Plus. There we go. There we go. Sun Plus Moon Plus. That makes total sense. Um, okay. Um, I I will say this. I will finish it someday, but I haven't even started it yet. But I'm going to I'm going to at some point, and it's Return of the Oberdin. I've had this thing installed on my computer no less than two and a half years, sitting in my queue of things to play, but I just never get around to it. I'm interested, but... And everyone tells me it's great, but I just, like, every time I come up to it, I'm like, mm, nah, I'll play something else. Because it sounds like one of those games that you kind of want to give it attention, don't want to be listening to a podcast while you're playing it. But the unfortunate mm. thing is it's on my PC. And if I'm on my PC playing a game, most of the time I want to be listening to a podcast because I can multitask easily with the three screens on my PC. So, like, mm-hmm. it's hard for me to do a PC game that's that I'm immersed in. But I'm told it's really good. I just... Don't know when I'm going to get to it. All right. Favorite art style, Ace? Probably Stories 2. Okay. I would love to have a Monster Hunter game in the style of Stories 2. Okay. Interesting. Monster Hunter. Stories... Two. Interesting. Okay. Um, Sasha. I was I was torn between Kingdoms of Amalur and Wow. So like that, okay. like bright, hand painted, like pretty. Sure. Fantasy style art. Okay. So go ahead and put WoW. They do. Because I, I think that's okay. part of part of why I liked WoW as much as I did. Yeah. So did you ever hear the Age of Conan, which was the MMO for Conan the Barbarian around that time? Heard of it. Didn't play it. So I, I stopped playing WoW sometime in Burning Crusade um, to play Age of Conan instead. And it was the same kind of deal. MMO, subscription-based, same price. But I was like, it has an active combat system. I don't just stand there and hit cubes. I actually have to do combos and stuff. And, like, um, so I was, like, really into it. Until I hit to about, like, 60 was the max, which just makes sense, because that was WoW's max for the first game. Um, 
And then I, I, I got to level 55. I'm riding this giant mammoth and I'm just looking at my character and I look like garbage. Like I look like I rolled out of a gutter. I'm wearing this like tanned leather armor because I'm a barbarian, right? It looks, the, the helmet looks terrible. Like, and it wasn't like the graphics were bad. It wasn't the ca case at all. They just made it look realistic. So like the good armor were just like, this is good for what's a bar like a barbarian. It just looks like generic fantasy stuff that was like very low, low tier. And then I went back and I played my level 20 wizard on WoW. And he looked about 50 times better. Like, not even close. Like, just like the spiky pauldrons. And this is before and... you could transmogrify everything. Right. I just... It looked better. Like, 30 levels behind. I'm not even close to max level. And I feel like I'm some sort of, you know, awesome wizard looking guy. And I was just... I just, like, I can't. Like, this is the first time that an aesthetic has killed a game for me. And WoW was, like, the direct cause. Because, like, WoW looked so much better. And I was just like, I guess I go with WoW. Like, I, <laughs> I guess I put Age of Conan down. And I'm just going back to WoW. My, uh, my brother, he really dislikes Outer Worlds. And I think Borderlands as well because of the art style. Like, it... He yeah. he really dislikes it. The comic book, style the comic book style, and then I don't know. He said that like everything in the outer worlds was just way too bright. His brain just wasn't like it wasn't putting together the images correctly, according to his description. But he just really did not. Okay. He did not enjoy either of those games. I think he he's a. If he answered this question, he'd probably say like Red Dead Redemption 2. Okay. Alright. Well, mine is not a surprise. I've already talked about it. It's Octopath Traveler. Not much to say. I've already talked about it quite a bit. Just got an awesome looking aesthetic for me. Um, Best story. Ace. Last of Us Part 2? <laughs> I was gonna say that and uh, Walking Dead Telltale Games. Mm. Okay. I like my Zambo stories. You just like to be sad. <laughs> uh, I'll show that. Walking Dead. D-E-D, dead. Here we go. Just shorten it. Alright, Sasha. Best story. Mass Effect trilogy. Okay. We'll just say Mass Effect. Mm -hmm. Um. Uh, I, I, would, I would ask you guys about these, but we got, both of you who talked about these series a lot, you know, I know you got like I think all of us know how much you enjoy them and the story and I don't think we want to go through the whole Mass Effect storyline. That'd be a lot. That'd, that'd be a lot. Um, same with The Last of Us. Um, I don't want to discount the fact that these are your guys' best stories. Um, but you know, 
we do. You guys have talked about these quite a bit. It's not surprising. They remastered the trilogy for a reason. Yeah. Yeah. But what if we have new listeners that haven't played these games? Well, before? they can go back and listen to one of the episodes. <laughs> or just like go mm-hmm. back an hour and hear you talk about the ending. Yeah. Just earlier in this very episode. The most depressing game. Yep. Yep. Hey, it can still have a big impact for you. Yeah. Mass Effect made me cry a lot. Um. Mm-hmm. Uh, this, this one, I didn't expect to be saying this, but Tales of Arise... That, that story really stuck with me. I think they did it very well. I think they did something that isn't usual for me. Has actually made me give a crap about the story and the characters. That's not a usual thing for me in a game. I'm mostly a gameplay first person. And yeah, I I don't know how they pulled it off, but Tales of Arise. Um, it was actually my game of the year uh, to the listeners if you didn't listen to that episode. Um, for that reason, the best story I played that year and Monster Hunter Rise came out last year and it's my favorite Monster Hunter. So I don't know how it won, but it did. So, uh, here we go. Favorite game of all time. Ace. Road to Hell Retribution. No, Last of Us. Wow. If I actually went with that, I would fully expect you to jump through the the monitor and just strangle me to death on stream. I wouldn't do that. I'd be more confused. I'd be like, are, are you trying to channel your inner morgue? Like, just, just like an oddball answer. <laughs> actually, I'd expect you just to, just to casually and quietly just block me from the, the discord <laughs> I, to be honest i've only ever seen reviews of that game i have never played it nor watched someone play it just just watch angry joe's review of it that's all you need i did i watched his review i listened to jesse cox's review of it um so many things um they talked about it in the co-optional podcast back in the day like it was just, it was a, it was a dumpster fire for everyone to behold that year. Um, favorite Not just game that year, every year, sure. everyone needs to know about it. So we know what never to strive for, but to remind the audience, this is actually supposed to be the favorite game of all time. Last of us part two for Ace. um, favorite game of all time, Sasha. I had a really hard time, a really hard time with this because I have a lot of games that I really, really, really love. But I think my favorite game of all time. Mm-hmm. What? No, 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 Ace. You said it was part one or part two. Sorry. Part one. Part one. Gotcha. I got it wrong. Go ahead, Sasha. I... It's. I'm gonna go with Morrowind. Oh. Yeah. I think this might, it was either this or New Vegas. I really couldn't, I couldn't decide, but I, I 
have probably put the most hours into Morrowind. I have really fond memories of playing like round robin, 20 minute, you get 20 minutes to play and then you have to save your game and pass it off to somebody else with my brother and my husband who was just my boyfriend in high school at the time. And Mm -hmm. I think that Morrowind was the only game I played for like a whole year, probably at least. Yeah. And it made me a lover of Elder Scrolls. So. Okay. Yeah. I played that in high school as well. Um, I don't think I ever finished that game, honestly. That was one of the ones I just got lost. I just like, I beat Morrowind before there were like, game guides and stuff for that like I didn't buy a game guide for it and there wasn't a bunch of stuff online for it if there was it was like those stupid just the map with like little yellow squares on it and like this means nothing yeah. this means nothing to me so right uh, so yeah. for it you needed the uh, Thomas the Tank Engine mod to guide you through I don't mod Elder Scrolls games I don't know I don't I'm not I don't mod my Xbox because I, I want my achievements. So. Yeah, uh, the only thing, the only game I get ever got into modding was Doom, and that's just because it's so open to it. And there's, it's not really modding as much as just playing different level sets. Yeah, I'm, is all. I modded WoW and I mod, modded The Sims, and that's about it. Yeah, games that were sort of like privy to it. Yep. In a way. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, favorite game of all time? This is a tough one for me. Because I don't... I have several games... Huh? Snake. No, it's not Snake Pass. <laughs> it's not. It, but no, it's, snake. Just snake. I bet it's a D game, though. <laughs> so... It's a hard sell between my three favorite series being either Monster Hunter, Diablo, or Doom. And I can't... I can't put... It's hard for me to decide between the three. Now, I usually say Monster Hunter is my number one series, but it's also the most active. You know what I mean? It gets the most games. It's what got me into podcasting and all that kind of stuff. And then so I would go Monster Doom. Monster Doom. Nice. Um, Monster Doom three. I wonder if I still have it. Um, I actually used to have a list of my top one hundred games on my computer. Monster Dublo. Do if I you see? want Doom to go first. Or Monster Dia Bloom. Monster Dia Bloom. That's a really good name. Uh, I can't see it. Did I really call it? No, I don't have it. What is my phone doing? I don't know. I actually had this written out at another time before we did all this stuff for the podcast. But I'm just going to have to pick one. One of the one of the things. I'm probably just going to have to say Monster Hunter Rise. 
even if it did frustrate me with the crown hunting monster hunter stories too no never no <laughs> um that had too many flaws for me again like i said it was a fun game but so i'm just gonna go with monster Hunter rise um I think what killed, like, I would say there's three front runners being Diablo 3, Doom Eternal, and Monster Hunter Rise, all the latest of their series. But. I will throw in an honorable mention to the Stanley Parable. Okay. Because I love, I love goofy little games like that. Especially when you get sort of, uh snarky narration throughout right so what killed what killed um what killed uh diablo 3 is the fact that i've played it so much i'm nearly sick of the game even though i will continue to go back to it like i want i wanted more out of it um its itemization is kind of bugged and not the greatest in the series but it's still an amazing game. Doom Eternal, what really kills it for me on that mm. one is the fact that it's hard for me to play at this point. There are so many buttons that I cannot functionally play it well. Like, I, <laughs> I my brain cannot handle the, the, like, the 12 buttons that I need to play that game. Like... You need a, you need a power glove or you need to kick some pedal controls for your feet. Right. Something. Uh... And I, I loved that game, but like it got it got mentally taxing to play it. And I think you actually saw when I streamed it. Like I got, I got, I get like I was just like spent at the end of Ancient Gods Part One. Like I just couldn't. I loved it, but but it was too much. Get a get a mouse with those uh, side inputs. I do. Oh, you do. I do. And get I, more side inputs. I've got one that's twelve. Like this actually has a removable plate. And you can put a 12 thing on it if I can get it off. Um, but, like, actually, no, that maybe it was the old one that I could remove the plate. No, no, it's this one because it's called the Naga Trinity. Yep. Removed it. All right. And somehow it wanted me to mute the server. I don't know how that happened. <laughs> I did something wrong there. Um, the, uh, but like, again, they just fall short because of something and monster Hunter rise. I almost didn't want to pick it because of the crown hunting, but monster Hunter rise. Mm -hmm. I think I had to go with it because it's probably going to end up being sunbreak because sunbreak will probably hopefully fix some of that stuff. I don't like and new monsters and whatnot. And we'll see. Yeah, apparently we're getting, uh, aged wire bugs or something like that yeah yeah different I colors saw in a post today yep so monster Hunter rise you know it's hard for me to to pick but eh here we are there's so many games i could have picked that's that's why it's hard for me to, to you know everyone has it's hard to pick favorites honestly if you like putt, so putt. many things putt putt I do love putt putt. I do play a lot of freaking golf games too. That's golf story is a good indie game to talk about too. You ever play that one? Nope. It's a, 
it's an RPG where you you are a golfer and you solve people's problems and stuff in the world by golfing things for them. It's just insane. There's like a caveman level too. It's really weird. Uh, that sounds like the the golf and video game version of the Kenny G board game. Mm-hmm. Sure. I don't know if you saw no Game Grumps play that on the Power Hour. No. But uh, he's he goes through his day and uh, there's scenarios that he has to overcome using the power of jazz. Yes, it's like that. Basically, using the power of golf. Yeah. Yeah. You solve everything with golf in this game. So I, I Oh my god, I could I could just think of some GTA level stuff going on. I it's really weird. Like you solve a murder mystery by golfing in one of the areas. Like a it's just it's like the spooky haunted mansion area and it's got like a mur- murder mystery and you solve it by like golfing through the various rooms and it's just it's just and, and talking to people. You got to talk to people too. But yeah. <laughs> anyway, so Monster Hunter Rise, favorite game, Morrowind uh, for Sasha, and The Last of Us Part One, which is what I was trying to clarify um, for Ace. Even though he's talking about The Last of Us Part Two the entire episode. Not really. Close to it. <laughs> Sasha had that had that really really face. You sure about that? Put words in my mouth. Um, let me check my phone now that I know where it's at because it's been trying to freaking talk to me the whole time and I was ignoring it. I'm pretty sure next week is the quiz again, right? No, no. We have another extra episode. Lands on the thirtieth. So we have another show and tell show and tell. Here's all the figures <laughs> I bought this week. Um, actually, I didn't, I'm probably won't be buying anything for a while figures wise. Um, but do you guys want an extra week to study? Cause I got the years anyways. Sure. Sure. <coughs> He's just like, Oh no. <laughs> What have I done? Um, so you ready for the years? All Uh, right. 1996. 2000. 2008. 2011. And 2016. Kind of grouped them up in the middle a little more this time. All right. One more time. Make sure I got them right. Sir, 1996. 2000, 2008, 2011, and 2016. Now, I know we've done 2016, I think, three times now. 2016 has been a popular year. I know we've done it. I mean, it was when it was when darkness befell the land. What are you talking about? Jokes. Just jokes. He's politicking. (laughs) Oh. 
I got it. That took me a long time. Yeah. How much I don't care about politics, that took me a long time, even for me. I figured I was like, I figured it would, too. That was the funny part. I was like, wait a minute. Because like, all I could think of is 2000. When I think of the year 2016, I think of three things. I think that's when Emery was born. That's when Doom 2016 came out. And that's when um, Titanfall 2 came out. Oh, that's so, that's so much worse. It's like debatably a good year for you. Yeah. <laughs> 2016 was amazing for me. 2017 sucked uh, personally, but we did get yeah. the we did get the switch. <coughs> did get the switch. Well, those of us who weren't uh, screwed over by Make a Wish Foundation. I don't get that one either. <laughs> did I ever tell you about that? I I know that. The only thing I th- th- that's ringing a bell with was my brother was complaining about cash for clunkers the other day. That was that was it. No. Um. So I don't know if how bad you guys had it in your area when the switch launched, but the um, inventory was a constant issue. Yes. Yeah, um, it was. I worked. Well, in Sasha Comic didn't Tech get one until last year, and that was because 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 I was able to get her one. Um. So I sort of got a later backseat version of seeing the inventory issues mm-hmm. because we usually started at like one o'clock and went to eight. Um. But apparently, one day, uh, <laughs> this dad had called in to the store and had a uh, switch put up at guest services or held up at guest services and he claimed uh, that Make-A-Wish Foundation had given them the money to buy a switch or something of that nature. (coughs) Interesting. Apparently, And the uh, electronics co-worker at the time said that the dude had like the biggest, like, shit-eating grin on his face. Sure. I'm like, okay. Yeah, super legit. Make-A-Wish would just give you the money instead of, like, oh, I don't know. Doing the grand gestures with the company. that they usually yeah, do. And then, yeah. And then delivering it to said child in the hospital. No, they'll just give you the money, let you do it on your own. You know. No, I I didn't. I actually got one on launch. The one that Emery's using is a launch console. Um, there was a restock at Best Buy that was announced. I was able to lightning fingers it at work. Um, nice. Just, uh, but it's the same thing now with the PS fives and the you know, the Series X for a little while that bots mm. and that kind of stuff. It's when it first really started happening. Um, so. Human was able to do it occasionally, and I was one of those occasionally times. Uh, I managed for Best Buy to get one, and I actually lived near Best Buy at the time. So, mm-hmm. yeah, up until recently, I I had a launch. I'm pretty sure a launch edition Switch. I just got the Animal Crossing one. 
the limited edition yeah, I, Animal Crossing got, one. Yeah, those ones look cool. I am kind of interested in the OLEDs just because the the demo versions, you know, look very nice at the store, mm-hmm. and they do look pretty great with the colors. But I have no need for it right now. No, no. Um, yeah, I, probably tonight. I'm probably going to boot up Lego Star Wars. Um, <clears throat> so, but nice. But we'll uh, we'll we'll see because it's all it's pretty hot right now. So I may just be like, I'm just going to lay down and fall asleep if I'm just too hot. Cause like, yeah. Just, just get like a somewhat large cardboard box and then just cut out enough for the screen on one side. Mm. And then you can have like the joy cons and you can just lay there and just potato it in game. <laughs> Maybe we'll see. I, I, again, I might start it. I'm or I might wait till the girls are up tomorrow because they want to see it because they like Lego. So, mm-hmm. so um, I, that'll cover us for tonight. Um, kind of glad we sped it up. I was kind of worried we were going to hit three hours just on the questions today. I was like, holy cow, it took us a long time to. Yeah, that's that's what I was concerned about um, when we did it with the Monster Hunter one. That's why I started combining ones that were. Mm-hmm. You know, the the paired the paired ones. Yeah. Just had a lot of caffeine, because when I was putting my list together, I'm like, ooh, this is going to be a long episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it, unfortunately, it's a good topic, but it is a long one. Because, I mean, heck, there's, what, 24 questions, and we got to answer it three times, so that's a lot of answers. Um, mm-hmm. And we're used to do a list of 10 and that would take hours. Like, let alone, you know, that many. So, um, next week, uh, we'll figure something out. It's another wild card week because we had an extra week this month uh, for the podcast. So, after that, though, will be the quiz and then news and then Monster Hunter again. Um, so, yeah, we'll figure out something for wild card week and. See you next time. Um, thanks everyone for listening. Uh, at Hunter's Hub Pod on Twitter and Twitch. Uh, be sure to join our Discord. And if you want to follow Ace, um, at Ace Badger Gaming on Twitter. And uh, yeah, I've been a little more active on Twitter, mostly because I've been stuck well, at a job job site, not doing anything. And Ace is always active on Twitter, and sometimes doing political stuff, sometimes doing gaming stuff where I will presumably be doing more uh, free advertising for GameStop oh yeah I saw that yeah the affiliate program alrighty well catch you guys next week later bye everyone